whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford said that. Why is that relevant to being a yoga teacher, you may ask? Well, I've just had a conversation with Maura Rath, aka Yoga with Maura. I'm about to share this conversation with you that's almost an hour long. And my biggest takeaway from it is that your mindset is everything. Experience is important, definitely. But I really believe that it's not the number of years you've been teaching, but what you do with those years that counts. Mora's mindset is one of can do. Maybe you, like me, have had times where you say to yourself, I don't feel ready. The truth is, there's never a good time. <laughs> if we delay and delay, nothing's going to happen. And Mora, the proof is in the pudding. Yes, she has thousands of Instagram followers, and that's great. But to me, what's the, the most important metric, if you will, is the amount of people that show up to join her for her IG live classes. 250, 300 people consistently showing up to practice yoga with Mora. She does retreats. She's done something like seven retreats already in, in just two years of full-time teaching. And I know about the retreats because my other half, Rachel, she was a masseuse or massage therapist on these retreats. And she was, uh, I understand the, the admiration, the, the fondness that people have for Mora. So if you enjoy this podcast, as always, please leave it a view on iTunes or any podcast app you can. And if you enjoy this chat, feel free to share it with a friend any way that you like, or just tell them, because word of mouth is powerful, which you'll learn about when you hear the conversation with Maura. That is all I have to say. If you, I am, ah, one more thing. I'm changing up my, I not IG Live, my Zoom classes, my schedule a little bit. At the moment, the date today is the 21st of May, 2020. I'm doing one evening class a week, and three mornings monday wednesday friday two classes each morning but i'm I'm trying to figure out what people want so you can join me on you go to my instagram account or you go to my website and you can find what the my up-to-date classes are but i'm trying to figure out what people want in terms of what suits them now that we're coming into this new normal and uh, the work-life balance is starting to change but we're we're, we're figuring out as we get we go along where uh, i'm constantly asking people what they need and uh, adjusting and tweaking to uh, to reach the people that really need yoga. So that is it. Thank you in advance for listening to this episode. And without further ado, here is Maura. This is your first ever podcast. It is it's my first ever. It's a bit mad. <laughs> how you, how you feeling? I was a bit nervous, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> just like. I don't know, sometimes I get a bit of verbal diarrhea, so who knows how this will go. <laughs> That's good though. I mean, it's better to be that way than the other way. Uh, well, clearly you have, so just give people a bit of background about uh, how we know each other. Um, my girlfriend, Rach, soon to be the mother of my child. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, she um, w was on one of your retreats as a, 
masseuse. Yeah, I was... Oh, you say massage therapist, I suppose. Yeah, well, I was so happy when I found Rachel because it's actually hard to find um, a mobile masseuse. I've been looking for a while um, and the previous um, person I had wasn't able to do it anymore or the dates didn't really work out. So um, when I found Rachel and she happened to be free the weekend dates, well, we only got to do one because of COVID. We had... We had three booked, um, but it was brilliant. It's a nice little addition to the retreats, and people loved her, so it worked out so well. Yeah, she's she's. Um, so I talk about Rachel a lot, I know, but like she's um, she recently started being a massage therapist, and that's what obviously what she wanted to do, and she's very happy to do that. But then now that she's pregnant, you know, you, it's quite it's quite hard work. Yeah, you, yeah. You're massaging four or five people in a row, or like when she was working with this um, company, Pure Health. And um, sorry, I'm going to put my headphones on so I can hear myself. One, two, yeah. And, um, and so you just can't do it anymore because you're leaning over people all the time. But, no. um, but thank you for uh, giving her the opportunity. She had a great time and she oh, said... Oh, she was uh, amazing. Everyone was like <laughs> talking about it. They were like, can we get more? Like, I think I just had like 20, 30 minute massages, but everyone wanted more. But I was like, we physically just don't have the hours in the weekend to get yeah. everyone. I was a bit jealous, so I didn't get to have one, but... <laughs> maybe another time <laughs> but you, you've done because I I've um, how many retreats have I hosted I think just one actually um, but how, you've done quite a few retreats haven't you yeah I, I actually have done I think I've done seven maybe seven yeah and um, so yeah it's been really good it's actually my like kind of my whole journey kind of began with me being a student on a retreat and um, many many years ago and then I kind of yeah I long story short basically went to a retreat at last minute with a friend and um I was like I was only just started into yoga so I was a bit like oh I'm not sure and anyway they were kind of had a space and I was like oh why not I'll just go and I was in New Zealand and after the first night I was like okay this is fun this is different <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. kind of started there and then I just knew I wanted to eventually bring it and then like seven eight years later I was able to do my own so it's been really cool but I think um, Rach said that you're a really great host. You're kind of a natural, you're a natural host, you know, and that's that is um, such an important skill in this in this job. I mean, to a degree, when you're doing a public class, you are hosting mm -hmm. people. But in a, as as you know, in a in a retreat, it's completely different because you're always on. But yeah. When you do your retreats, is it just you or do you have a partner? Um, just I I do them by myself, but I hire people. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't ever do like, you know, 50-50 with someone. I rather kind of take control of it. But then I get um, my, um, I have a life coach that comes and she's been doing all my Irish retreats with me and that's been a great, so she'll take a couple of hours out of Saturday. So that's a little break for me. Um, yeah. And then I've had like, then we do, well, I probably do the rest myself. And then obviously when the chef's there cooking, that's a little break for me as well. Um, yeah. But you're on like like from that eve like from that Friday morning like I, the ones I was doing have, have been in Monalee and um, Barn I don't know if you've ever been there in, in Wicklow. Is that, yeah, Wicklow. Yeah, I've seen it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's well, it's border yeah. Wexford Wicklow, and um, like from that morning you start, you just you're setting up the place. Like I love to do candles and all different things in people's rooms, like little affirmations and welcome <laughs> packs nice. and all yeah. sorts of stuff but um I think the hosting part like I I've, I've came from a really big family so it's mm. actually I actually really enjoy that part like I, right. that, I think it does come quite natural to me I come from like I'm one of six 
and both my both my I, my 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 dad is one of 15 and my mom is one of 15 oh my god <laughs> and we're all from wexford so i've been always been around big family gatherings and i don't know just i've the hosting is easy maybe i like being the center of attention i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah that that's um that uh i suppose yeah if you en- if you enjoy it it's easy isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> and like growing up i would always be cooking a dinner for eight people in my house you know being traditional irish family the only girl you know we had a bit of a vegetable farm at home so i'd be throwing on the spuds for the lads and just that kind of hosting <laughs> has kind of just come kind of natural yeah how have you found yeah. it then this transition that you've how now can't have any social contact oh i'm struggling like <laughs> like honestly as like yoga has been amazing for me like it honestly has been such a good distraction being able to like work full-time even more working more than i was before um but um like my other half he's a real introvert so he is just like happy as a pig and shit right now (laughs) (laughs) he he doesn't have to see people he's just happy just the two of us but i am missing it um yeah today i had a first social distance meeting with my friend and it was like we couldn't even hug each other we're like in the park hello yeah but um for sure look it's grand like it could be worse um but what because because you um i've i've like i I looked at i sometimes i like check in at other people's ig lives at the start when i was doing my ig live and i was seeing like some people like get 50 people 60 people 40 people and you get like 300 people in your IG. <laughs> are, are you one of the serial uh swipers snooping on people's ig tv yeah. lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically i'm like i'm like oh actually it was from you that i thought i got the idea to turn the camera horizontal but i just yeah. you know i was like oh i can't get my whole body in turn the camera horizontal. the only problem with that is turning the camera horizontal is that some people have televisions and they don't know how to adjust it so they can't turn their television that's it that's it um yeah no it's funny like you know a few people have said that to me they was like oh why is there such a big tune and i and i actually just think i um i don't really know really why but i i started probably the first day the school's closed i started like two days um, maybe it was it the 11th of March when the school's closed or something the 12th of March or something and I just started that Monday like two or three days after that and I haven't stopped um, mm. so maybe I think people that's like I've got a message from people that they tuned in that first Monday and they've just continued so it's been really cool um, yeah so you had like let's say first mover advantage as it were because you got in there first you know Rach said to me uh, today more as like a male version Oh, sorry, a female version of you, i.e. me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that means. So, I think what she meant. I think what she meant to say is uh, you're a very hard worker. Would that be fair? I'd say it. Don't be modest now. <laughs> it's kind of funny saying that about yourself, isn't it? I, I probably just, I probably don't like for for. I, I do work hard, and um, but like for a yogi, I probably like I haven't stopped since I started. Um, doing this as my full-time job like this I worked in a corporate job for years before this and I I just like I didn't know where it would go I went to I went the, the story I went to India went there for a couple of months went traveling and and then I just like my first ever job was you know as you know when you become a yoga teacher like you're like you think the minute you're going to be qualified oh I'll be able to teach a class and then you're like yeah eh, eh, eh. Um, <laughs> yeah. being able to hold a space or being able to tell someone to move in a cat cow seems 
for me it, sent, it seemed impossible at the start mm. um so going back then I just I, I thought I would do it on the side and then it just kind of developed and yeah I haven't stopped since I started mm. well I mean I know you, you, you like you being modest there saying like it's weird to say that about yourself and it is in a way but I, my my theory is like and I heard Will, I know sound, this is going to sound very cheesy, so I'm just going to put it out there. When I go, f I've started running recently, and when I run, I don't listen to music anymore. What I listen to is these, like, this, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but these, like, motivational, like, music in the background <laughs> with talking over it, you know? And it have, like, these uh, quotes that come in from different people. And one of them is a Will Smith one. I know, I know, like, Will Smith is not exactly... No, I love like, Will Smith. I think he's... Wise sage, we, Will Smith. But um, he says something like, you may be uh, sexier than me, you may be more talented than me, you may be have more resources than me, but you're not going to work as hard as me. And that's his that's his like his thing where he he may not have all the other attributes that other people have, but he knows that he has the work ethic. Uh, everything else, he gives himself at least an opportunity yeah. to create things. Um, and I, I think, like as you said, working in the corporate environment, which I want to ask you about in a second, but. My, my, my theory, my, my feeling is that it's, it's really shit feeling to be shit at something for such a long time. And so I'd be looking over your shoulder thinking, well, I'm talking about me now, I'm not saying about you, but uh, I thinking, am I going to get sacked at any moment? Like uh, yeah. I, every time they call me into the office, like, oh, Kevin, can I have five minutes? You're like, oh no, All right, today's the day I'm going to get fired. And obviously that did happen to me in the end, uh, more than once. <laughs> and then now that I'm doing something that I really love and I, I feel like I have the potential to, to be uh, good at, I, um, I don't, I don't want to stop, you know. I actually yeah. enjoy, enjoy the momentum. Um, when you did your corporate job, what were you, what was that, how did that transition happen? Why did it happen? So you, know, you know you said about the retreat, but what, what happened in the corporate job? So I worked in um, like a a government um, insurance kind of company in New Zealand, ACC. It's probably the longest kind of job. I had lots of different random jobs since I went to college and all that. Um, but this is, I had that job for about five years. And um, yeah. yeah, it just like, to be honest, like I actually liked the job, but I went to work for the crack. Like I had a group of girls that I worked with in, in the Christchurch office. So I, I lived in two cities in New Zealand. It was just grand. It was a good paycheck. Basically, that was I was there. I was just living for the weekend. And it was kind of a job. It was a pretty hard job, but I never, like, it, like it didn't challenge me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just went in. It was, like, good paycheck. Then I moved to Auckland. And I planned on doing, like, a year there. And then it turned into, like, almost three years. And I worked with a group of girls that I just had the best laugh with. That's what kept me going. But I never, want, I never like, really cared about doing good at my job or, like... You know, like I, I was in on time and did the work, but just yeah. like, you know, just getting by and, and living mm -hmm. for the weekends and living for travel and living for like doing yoga and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I never, I never really thought that anyone could feel like hungry for their career. You know, even when I yeah. started, I started yoga, like teaching, it, I didn't actually think that like I kind of come to terms that I was like, OK, I'm not going to have good money. I'm going to leave a good salary, but I'm going to be happy every day. I'm just going to be, you know, I, I kind of came to terms with that. And then when I started, I was like, I just, it just kind of, it really organically just kind of kept going. And then it was like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And yeah, it hasn't really stopped. Like even now exactly. I feel like my brain, like I have to stop because I, I'm, 
I've got one idea and like I'm like verbal diarrhea with it. I'm always throwing out crazy ideas. Um, and then you probably get that imposter syndrome, like, oh, that can't work, or this won't work, I won't be able to do this. And everything I've kind of wanted to do, I've given it a go. And there's still tons of other stuff that I want to do with it. And I just feel like I'm only starting. <laughs> yeah. do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like I'm kind of just moving from, it's kind of like separates the yoga part of it. Like, I love yoga for the stillness and like what it gives me and calmness. Like when I'm in my own yoga practice, I switch away from the work side, but when I'm teaching yoga and I'm bringing these things, I feel like I'm, you know, bringing these things for people or getting them to have the feels that I have, but I'm not having them calm feels when I'm bringing it to them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but, uh, saying that though, I mean, I know like there is that calmness in yoga as well, but as well, there is the, the discipline of doing the actual yoga itself and getting onto your mat and every day and trying the things that you find difficult and I think that that can transfer across other parts of of our life um I mean what you talked about there about I can do this I can do that I'm the same way I'll wake up at four in the morning and I'll think of something I'll 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 type it on my phone like remember that I'm gonna google that tomorrow and and it could be like uh, a partnership idea I have about someone I want to work with and what we could do together and for me it's like it's it's endless it it really is Uh, and I I I'm realizing now that I'm not single anymore. I have obviously, you know, Rach and I'm gonna have a kid as well. So I feel like now when I'm giving away my time, which I'm happy to do, I wanna be compensated for it that I can justify it to my soon to be family, you know? So I used to feel, I used to feel kind of not, like people ask me sometimes, should I ask you as well, like how do you negotiate? especially like corporates, how do you negotiate? Yeah. And I used to kind of had like a, a, just a tin dance I would give them. But now what I realize is I want to, I want to go to a job and be excited to go and, yeah. and be, and, and say like, they are compensate, compensating me to a level that they feel like I'm, I'm worth it. And, and that's, and that's a, a shift I think in mentality when you go from at the start, when you're just trying to survive, you just say, Oh, I'll cover that class. I'll cover that class yeah. to, you can almost pick and choose now that's it yeah i mean the, um but how, how long have you, i i think it's i'm assuming i think it's about the same as me but how, how long have you been teaching for um full time um just over two years yeah i'm the same um yeah I'm about about th- three years now so i did um, my i did my yoga teacher training in um october 2017 i think it was october yeah. 2017 i went to go a, I went to Sampurna, amazing school. I just planned on going for, doing do my 200 hours. And then I was there and after a week, it was like the 300 hours is starting the week after. So I was like, screw it. Like I left New Zealand and I was on a big journey traveling. And I was like, and I, my boyfriend was with me and he was happy surfing. So he, I was like, could you do another month here? And he was like, yeah, grand. He was happy out. And um, there was a little crew of all the boyfriends of the yogis that were like surfing while all of us were doing the yoga training. And I ended up just doing it for two months. And like, then just I just went hard. And after that, we went to Mexico. And my first ever yoga job um, was um, teaching on the beach. And I actually went around and handed, I made flyers in the hostel. Mm-hmm. And I went hand them to everyone. I was like, I called it sunset yoga. 
and that was my first it was it was mad like I was just I think I had like three people at my first class and they were people we had met in the night before in a bar and they kind of came because they kind of felt they probably felt sorry for me you know I was like I'm just starting and then we were doing it on we we moved it was in in front of a hostel on the beach and we moved it right down to the beach and it was just like um like free yoga for all and then by the end of it we were we ended up staying there for seven weeks and um that's where I kind of got that's where it all began for me because I taught yoga every day I think it was like 40 odd nights of yoga straight and then I found my voice so I know I'm going off on a complete tangent then. No, did, you not, ask, you're not. did you ask me a different question? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I asked you how long you've been teaching for, but when you say find your voice, what do you mean? I found like find did you like f- finding your voice in like I felt when I first started, it took me a little while to find like to be myself teaching. Um yeah. like I found like even I suppose it's what I, in my trains like I think it's really important to like be unique as a teacher. And like when I first, it took me a while to get confident, like I suppose leading the class and like owning the space and like believe in what you were teaching to people. Um, so that probably t- took me weeks to do that, to get that. Yeah, I, I think um, at the start you parrot, we parrot what other people, we hear other people say. And yeah. some things when we say it, we're like, oh, that didn't really, I said that just because I couldn't think of anything else to say. Because the worst thing that can happen when you first start teaching is you run out of things to say. That's the yeah. worst thing. You're like, I don't know what to say in this pose. I, I, I have no, like nothing, no um, ammunition as it were. So, but then when you start to gather different things with different people, and then you can start to be selective about what phrases you choose that actually make sense in your head. Because yeah. I've said things in the past there, I've said them, but they haven't, I haven't really understood them. I've just said things I heard someone else yeah. say it. Yeah. But as you, as you said, and about finding your voice, it's not just the content as well, but it's how you deliver it. Once you get to a stage where you you know you can deliver a good quality class, then you, you we're able to like focus on the actual craft of how it how it is said. And yeah. as you said, like people go, I think are drawn to something that is um, that's kind of uh, say unique. But who's your who's your uh, teachers or who's your inspo? inspo oh gosh there's i there's loads of really good teachers but one of my um a teacher that i had in new zealand i absolutely loved her um classes but um this one of probably my inspirations she's from australia roey jarrett's she's be she was one of my teacher trainers and i've never been to another teacher um i've never been to another teacher that's had that kind of i don't know if it's when you're learning to be a yoga teacher or something but she just had that impact where i was like Mm. I want to aspire to be a teacher like you. Um, mm. So now she's just started to do Zoom classes, so I get to do her classes again. Oh, um, so that's brilliant. But um, I think that, like, as well, like, I, I never stop learning. Like, to, like, I'm all, like, now at the moment, I actually haven't had much time. To, I've done an odd Zoom class from other people. Um, but I haven't had much time to do every every time that I'm teaching. Um, everyone else is teaching you know yourself yeah, the story um, yeah. but I think yeah like the voice is everything finding your voice like is really it's real it's hard and then so, sometimes I can't I can't even listen back sometimes of my live classes because I just am like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah do you find I mean, it hard to listen to your own voice I suppose you do podcasts so you probably like <laughs> you probably <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what's embarrassing sometimes like um, 
I listen back to my podcast to hear how they were. And you know, sometimes you get into your car and it's automatically hooked up to the Bluetooth. So if I get yeah. into my car with someone, uh, my podcast will come on. And it's like, you listen to your own podcast. <laughs> you know? No, I listen, I listen back sometimes to be like, oh yeah, I, I just for the production quality more so. Like, yeah. how does it, how does it come out? And, um, uh, but yeah, I I no, I think that listening to your own it's funny though. Like a lot of people will say, do you remember how we used to have um, you know answering machines back in the day? Obviously now we don't have that. But and people will say like, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. And I've done this in teacher training where you record someone teaching and you play them back their voice, and they can because it's quite difficult to hear yourself what you sound like unless you yeah. hear it back. And it's quite common for people to say, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. And I wonder like. Why, why that is is it because we're just not used to it or I don't know it, uh, like I, I feel like everyone like I don't like the sound of my own voice and I I feel like I think I sound differently than I do <laughs> yeah. like do you think now because you've listened back to so much of your podcast like you obviously have to listen to your own podcasts because you need to like oh did I lead that conversation right or this 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 you're mm. obviously learning from it like do, are you happy with the sound of your own voice now do you love it yeah I mean, um, I tell you what, doing a podcast is, I I think anyone who enjoys speaking to people should start a podcast because it teaches, it it encourages you how to ask better questions and how to think more clearly, essentially, you know, how to like actually um, formulate thoughts in your head before you say them. Yeah, uh, and I, I so I and I and I think that when you listen back to yourself, you start to <clears throat> refine how, how you speak as well. Uh, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Do you know what? Um, <laughs> friend, of, a friend of mine. We were I was talking about it. You know, um, Laura Farrington. Do you know Laura Farrington? Yeah. She's actually just start, uh, started one. Um, but we talked about like maybe I'd come on and have a conversation with her. Like I actually think it's cool. I don't. I don't know if it'd be for me. Like don't. I don't mm. know. Um, like I'd say, like I love podcasts. I love listening to them all the time. Um, I've been listening to, um, you probably won't listen to it, um, <laughs> uh, Kagi Dunlops. Do you know her? She no. used to, she, <laughs> it's all about, there's this, I've just listened to one the other day and it was all about the moon. It was amazing. Um, she used to be on um, Made in Chelsea, so you probably wouldn't, wouldn't listen to it. No, but it, but it was really good. And Laura Whitmore, so have you listened to hers? I know Laura Whitmore, yeah. Yeah, hers goes up. What's hers one called? Castaway, am I right? Castaway? I think it's Castaway, something like that. But you could start one with with Laura. um, What's that surname? You could start one with Laura. Laura Views, that's what I know. You know, (laughs) doing doing a duo works quite well because then you can kind of, you can bounce off each other yeah. as well. Um, did you, I think you might be thinking of a different, you know, Irish yogi girl is her name, Laura Farrington. Oh, sorry, her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, I was thinking of someone else. She's one. Okay. No, no, she's doing her own thing now, but she talked about us coming on and having a little, like I'd have a little chat on hers or something. Um, and then, yeah. God, it's just a bit funny. Like, I don't know, but maybe one day, who knows? Never say never. Because the figure thing about podcasts is you can start talking about things that are more personal in a way that's easy for people to receive. Like, say if people write these big long posts on Instagram, which I've done before, typically people are not gonna read all of that stuff about like something you've been through. And it's just like, it, it, sometimes Instagram, and I think it is good to get personal sometimes, but it can become a bit like therapy for people. It's just like, but yeah. if you do it in a podcast, people are listening on their earphones, they're listening in their car, they're listening while they're cooking dinner, and not yeah. all of their attention is on you. 
their attention is on something else. So they can they're okay with drip, um, kind of dipping in and, and hearing things about like that you never normally talk about on your Instagram. Because you, Instagram, I feel, should be quite focused. You should yeah. pick maybe two or three things that you stick to talking about. Because ultimately, our job as teachers, we're not uh, here to like share everything that happens in our life, I don't think. That's just me personally. I think a podcast can be quite good for that. Um, yeah. Spe- speaking of personal stuff, um, <laughs> your wed- your- sorry to bring this up, but your wedding. <laughs> yeah, what no, happened? I've cancelled my wedding. <laughs> Uh, uh, no no it was actually a real easy decision like we were planning on we're getting married 22nd of august this year and um pretty quick i like we were having a wedding at home my parents place more of a festy kind of wed fest and so we were pretty lucky like we just kind of um campbell my other half he's from new zealand so like all his fam they've been told over there that they're not going to be able very early on they were told that there might be travel restrictions until like they closed the borders real quick but until like christmas so pretty quick his parents his family his friends couldn't make it so we just made the decision really 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 quick we were like oh we'll just postpone for a year 21 we'll do it august 21 yeah to be honest lots of people and um, said i shared on um, it's funny like it's funny how to know what to share on instagram like sometimes i like to just share bits and pieces like i don't want to be a a blogger or anything like that but I like to like I think it's nice to share little bits of your lifestyle um and it's funny sometimes I share random things that people are really interested in I just kind of shared it because just shared it and I didn't think of but um yeah no when I shared that I was cancelled my wedding some people were like oh are you heartbroken and I actually not like it's grand (laughs) you know like we we, like maybe because I'm not I haven't really probably organized it maybe that well (laughs) (laughs) gives you more time (laughs) it's given me more time i know well i I suppose people are more upset because they've had venues and people have lost deposits and all this stuff but we the way we've done it my tent my caterers all that were all like sweet it was just easy and they just postponed Mm. for a year so it was just really easy for me but Mm. i think um it's yeah it's it's okay you know we're we're together so it's easy yeah uh, so you essentially you've delayed your mar- your wedding uh, a week a month a year yeah yeah so we wore um, I thought the dates were really good I was really happy with we were 22nd of the 8-20 and now we're 21-8-21 so I think it's a really good, good date <laughs> just because <laughs> the numbers look good together is that it? well I, I don't I, I, there is I don't really know much about numerology but I think there is something I put it up and some people sent me some stuff I can't remember but I think it's really positive so it's meant wh- to be where, so where's you said it's going to be like a festival where's it going to be held in yeah so it's at ho- my family home in wexford there's a field out the front so we're just That's gonna handy. we're just gonna pitch a tent and mm-hmm. have a party in a tent <laughs> nice yeah 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 I don't, I don't think i mean me and rachel talked about getting married as well and you know <clears throat> i don't wouldn't be in for getting kind of hotel and you know all everything we're, we're like not that fussy really and, and also yeah. i wouldn't really want to invite uh, i mean it's a touchy subject but like we both feel like you know extended family like people that you never ever see yeah. maybe maybe kind of um you should be selective about who you invite because I, I sometimes you go to weddings and you're just like who are these people you know um, no it's just the thing with my family it's different there like i know all my family really well oh, fair and, enough and so like I think it was going to be something like one, 160 maybe my side 
and like 160 maybe, people on your side and down. like and maybe four that's including friends as well and family and that is cutting back on some family as well and um i think his we're going to be about 200 people so it, is, it wasn't just going to be a tent in a field it was going to be a proper wedding but mm. it will be a proper wedding but we're postponing it i kind of probably down talk it because i just was like yeah it's grand but um <laughs> yeah you know, you know more um people have asked questions here so i should ask them because what happens on these instagram lives is that at the end you get a 10 no a 30 second countdown but then it's like what can you do in 30 seconds so what, let does me it do cut the... off over in 60 minutes or something does it yeah yeah oh, 60 minutes that. it cuts off and it only gives you a 30 second countdown so let me ask these questions just to make sure we i don't want to like just uh, not do this um where did mora go to train to become a yoga teacher that is Send from if i can zoom in let me see well, should i say their names maybe it's, it's, conf it's confidential uh that's from amanda rowe um i train in sampurna in india in goa it's an amazing school i've actually recommended so many people to go there and um, they've got i think they're actually starting to do a few online trainings now but yeah they're amazing is that anywhere have, near agonda beach it's on Agonda Beach. Ooh, that's where I was. In Agonda, yeah. It's in Agonda. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was the only time in my life I ever went into the sea and it was actually warm. Oh, it was, I, like, I it was, was like a hot bath. Yeah, it's like a hot bath. I was like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. I mean, I've been when, to Miami and the sea wasn't hot there. It was like, but oh, it was it was heaven. Um, did you have, did you have, I mean, would you say it was all a good experience? Because yeah. I found India to be quite difficult, to be honest. Like, so I feel like Goa is a bubble within India. Like it's where we were in Uganda. We were, I was in this little yogi bubble. Everyone around me was doing yoga. It was just, we had the most amazing food cooked for us. And um, so we spent, we did, we did a week ourselves in Goa before the teacher training. And then I just did the two months in the teacher trainings. And then when we left, I, I was like, just in this amazing yogi world, you know, full of other yoga teachers, just learning every day and just being an absolute free spirit. And then we left and we did a little trip to like New Delhi and Agra. <laughs> that was, that was, that was India. But I still have this, a gun that I still hold on to being like the magic part of India. But that was, I'm glad I did it. Like it was an experience and a massive eye opener. But mm. yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, we were a bit shook after that. <laughs> Isn't it amazing though, the way when you go to a country that big, you realize that when you're in Kerala or when you're in, um, where was I? Um, All I these got, spiritual little magic spots. Yeah, if you go to say, um, so Kerala's the South State and then where is Calcutta? What is, oh God, I should know that. What state that's in. Anyway, but when you go to different states, it's like a different country. I mean, look at Agonda yeah. Beach. It's like you've been in a completely different country compared to if you're in Calcutta. The people look different. Uh, the culture is different. The food is different. The climate is different. It, it, it sometimes feels weird when you say like uh, English people like this or Indian people like this because when you go to such a big country, you can't say that as much. I mean, you could go yeah. to Agonda Beach and have an amazing time like you did. You go to New Delhi and you might be saying something a bit, a bit, a bit different. Um, that's, that's it. But it's like it's like going to Dublin and then going to a beach in Curry, like. It's yeah, completely that's true. different, you know, <laughs> even true. in little countries, like even Wexford, I feel like I love Wexford. It's a different little paradise. I love Dublin as well, but it's completely different living, different lifestyle. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. Uh, Lucy. Mm, Lucy. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite thing? What is your favorite thing about yoga? Favorite thing about yoga? Um, oh, there's probably lots of different things that I like about it. Probably um, like being able to just tune in with your body. And mm -hmm. like physically being able to tune in with your body and being able to switch off your brain. Like I find that's probably one of probably the probably the best part of it for me. And um, for someone that is quite when I'm on, I'm busy all the time. So like mm -hmm. when I do my meditation or my yoga practice, I'm able to it took me a while. It took me a good few years, but I'm able to actually completely zone out. So that's probably my favorite part of it. And like the connection of me. I feel like I've met some of the most amazing people through yoga as well. Mm. Um, so probably the connection as well yeah to people yeah, yeah you meet a lot of um, very open people in yoga I find yeah you know, and like people that go on sorry like I find do you become friends with your students <laughs> yeah definitely and I remember uh, when I started and one of my teachers in my training were saying oh you know you've got to keep that barrier of you know like teacher student and I don't, at the time, I was like, I, I understood what he was saying, but um, with certain things, certain things, but I feel like with yoga, you can kind of, like, I've become friends with most of the people that I teach, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, you can. I think at the start, though, you know, someone, like, asks you to go for a coffee and they're opposite sex to you, you're kind of a bit like, especially if you've got a, I had one occasion where um, I was in a class. <laughs> this is quite embarrassing. But, like, this is shows you, you, you're kind of lucky. You're female, females, it's all good, whatever. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be about sex, but sometimes it can be, as in, like, your gender. It's hard being a woman, Kevin, you know, it is hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's hard. Um, <laughs> I assume That's so. where you're like, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> no, no, what I mean is, what I mean is, I, I made a bit of a silly error once. I was, when I was just, me and Rachel just started dating, and um, I'd finished this class, and I, it's not a studio, I don't teach it anymore, and this girl after the class, who i have been to my class quite a few times, sorry, my thing keeps going, sorry, uh, it's all right there we go and i'd been to my class quite a few times and i was kind of pally with her just saying hello whatever and then she said um after class she goes what are you up to now i said um i don't know i'm gonna go home i suppose she goes do you fancy going for some dinner and I stupidly i said yes so i had to call rach and be like hey rach um i'm gonna be home a bit late i'm going for dinner with someone and she's like who i said i said i was gonna go for dinner and now i'm going for dinner with another woman basically that was an awkward conversation Maura so maybe for you that would be alright but uh, you know but like, um, for coffee like I've I've been for coffee afterwards different. yeah coffee's different but dinner I don't know how you got into the dinner situation do you ever like say yes to something and then go ah I didn't actually have a chance to think about that and all the other things <laughs> yeah. that, that how that complicates things but um, we have a yeah. great relationship so it was all fine different people like different things all right let's, yeah. let's carry on um <laughs> Have you any other sporting background? Um, no, 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 like, no, no. I not, not hurling because um, you're from the countryside. No, I when I was younger, I was like so bad at sports. Like, <laughs> my dad used to really, really want me to play like um, do GA and stuff like that. But I just nah, I'd rather run around and play with my imaginary ponies. <laughs> I, was that, <laughs> I was that kid. Um, but I, I, I used to love. Um, like swimming and horse riding. That's the only thing I did. So not really anything like, like I really have to work on my strength like quite a bit. Mm. Um, and I used to run, but never any, no sport in background. I started, only started running when I was about 
maybe 19, maybe, maybe actually, no, it was like 21 after college. I started running. Yeah. And you still um, run now because that's that to me, that's been the chance to get outdoors now. Started running. Yeah. Like I, um, I actually, I, I, I kind of retired from running for a while because I just felt like I was fighting for ages. I kind of was fighting at my flexibility with it and I was getting a bit niggly in the knees from running and stuff. So I kind of moved away from it. Um, and then in the last year I've kind of got back into it. So, um, yeah. I actually go, I, I run with the reformation. I just kind of joined them probably like in February, their running club, they've got a Wednesday running club. They actually just started going virtual last week. Um, and that's been really nice being part of a little club. So just yeah. once a week doing like five or six K, which is good. I think, I think, yeah. I think everyone should try run five K even once in their life <laughs> yeah it keeps you accountable as well when you're part of an, a, a group and i think running is a good compliment to, to to yoga because there's no high impact movement in yoga it's all low impact so in order to yeah. strengthen the joints the joints need high impact and i i find i don't know um i know you said i have a sporting background but i wonder sometimes um when you're a yoga teacher uh, obviously you, you know teaching yoga I think yoga shouldn't be the only thing you do for for health. I think that um, lifting weights, um, doing oh, I I I, th I agree, that. like a hundred percent. Like I like I'm like very outdoorsy. Like I'm always walking, moving, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like I used to do loads of gym classes. Like I'll do random fitness, you know, that kind of way. I kind of put my like dip a little bit here and try this, try that. Um, but I definitely someone that has to move like I'm yeah. always moving but not really like I've never really got into like lifting weights or anything um, yeah yeah, yeah I, it, it's I mean just just in order I mean if you if we push so much in yoga we should pull you know that's kind of a hundred percent ideally and I do feel like though sometimes when I say that in, I, and I'll say that in class you know but I, then I what I try to do then is try to teach a yoga practice that is as well balanced as possible obviously you know yes and some things you can't do but um uh but yeah running is running is so good and you'll hear people like do you know jules mitchell you ever heard of her no, no, she's like no. the biomechanics uh goddess of yoga she she uh does seminars about um yeah essentially biomechanics like how to how force affects the body and yeah. she always talks about um, that we should be as yogis people who do bodyweight stuff should be lifting as well to do like yeah. natural human movements like picking things off the floor basically and yeah. the only thing is like as a say a brand you know someone who's a yoga teacher uh, it's almost like a kind of frowned upon to to be like oh yoga should some people like think like yoga should be your only thing and um, oh but no like no no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I think if some people like, you know, if you're a hard out Ashtangi and that's what you love and that's what you do, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think in like modern day yogis do lots of different types of movement, you know, it's yeah. like, it can be quite boring just to do the same yoga practice all the time. Like just getting a good sweat on with a run, you feel like, you feel amazing after it, you know, mm -hmm. or I'm luckily now I'm living at the kind of foot of Ticknock, so it's been so great that oh, I've been nice. able to get up get up and down there all the time and just not yeah. running but even just like walking up a hill you just feel like you know you've had a, a different type of workout so it's good yeah. and I think also as well yoga is changing I, I in other words say like um Iyengar or Bikram or these styles of yoga that are quite strict on alignment and doing similar repetitive movements 
I, I think that the days of the guru and we, we do it this way, only this way, and this is going to give you everything you need, that's going away now. And, and yoga is becoming a bit more nuanced. Uh, people that's are giving it. their own, putting their own spin on it. And I hear what people are saying like, oh, are you bastardizing yoga by having booty yoga or this type of yoga? That's, but there is, a, and I can understand that argument. Some, there, I suppose we have to draw a line like, when does it become a gimmick? But I, I feel like a good, a good fundamental yoga practice has variety and, and that yeah. in, in movement. And, and then I think you can kind of teach the central themes through any movement. You could teach yoga, yoga doing pull-ups <laughs> if you yeah. approach it in yoga. And I just way. think that like, you, like, I think you go to a certain teacher for a certain style. Like sometimes I will love to just, you know, I, I did my first training was in Ashtanga, like going to an Ashtanga class, like now and again is amazing, you know, to do that. But um, I think you might go to a different teacher for a different style at a different time, which is good. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, I feel like my, my main style vinyasa, I love teaching yin, absolutely love it. Um, it's, I find it just, it's just such an easy class to teach and like it just, it's so nurturing, so nice. But I feel like my vinyasa style, I try and build it because I personally was not, I'm not a naturally flexible person at all. Like, even, like I have to really work at it all the time. So I try and build my classes around accessible to most people, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that old style of, you know, you know, chin to shin, that kind of stuff is, it's kind of gone now a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better because, be careful because I mean, people are like, no, it's not gone. <laughs> no, no, you ain't got to be careful. I mean, like, you know, I've had people com complain to me about saying things on my podcast, but you got to say what you think. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, we you, you can't expect to sit in a chair for nine hours a day and then stick your leg around the back of your head from 99% of people. Some people yeah. can do that and that looks great and that's fantastic. But most people, even sitting in, say, full lotus pose, most people shouldn't do that pose. Most yeah. people can't do yeah. it. So if you can't do it and you're forcing your joints into that position, it may look cool, but you're not looking after your body, which is not yogic. Um, um, that's it yeah. when I started yoga teacher training I one of my goals was like I want to get a lotus and I ended up to <laughs> towards like the second week I like you know I was forcing myself into it even though my knees were like ah! you know and until I actually did more like into my 300 hours more you learn how like you know about it's not about getting that perfect pose 100% like mm. I'm not really like I aspire to want to do inversions and stuff, but I probably avoid them and arm balances. But it's something that I, I dabble in now and again. I think they're really good for like discipline, self-discipline, you know, being able to get them. Um, mm. But it's funny as a yoga teacher, you kind of do the things that you like to do as well. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if, if you're doing most of it, most of what you're doing is what you like to do, at least it's going to get you on the mat. And then maybe you can do some of that you don't like to do as much yeah. um but maybe that is part of your appeal that you're not uh, naturally flexible because yeah. i you know sometimes you can do a class and if the teacher makes it look very easy and it's quite difficult for the majority of people it's quite alienating yeah yeah you can yeah. Make, it make you feel inferior that's it yeah well, it's like sometimes you just don't really want to, I don't know, people come to yoga to to get space in their body and their minds. They probably don't really, well, some classes you do go to to look like a pretzel, but like people don't really want to see a teacher do something and then no one else can do it. You know, you want to be able to do everything that the teacher's doing or working close to it, I think. Yeah, 
exactly. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's why maybe my my morning flows, my my Instagram lives probably have been consistent because I've kept them really open level. And I know that this thing levels in yoga is so hard. Like I don't get what people say different levels. Obviously, there's advanced, but sometimes you see a class like level one, level two. I've done level two classes and I've been like, they've definitely been a level one or, you know, they've definitely been easier. But I just think that um, maybe because I've kept them really accessible to everyone, I feel like beginners can 100% do them, but you can still get challenged and regular yogis still get like a little bit of space from it. Maybe that's why they've been mm. a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's weird how sometimes when you start off doing something, uh, you feel like you're you have certain things that you feel are your kind of limitations or weaknesses and they can actually become your strengths, you know? Uh, so say for example, for me, couldn't sit on the floor, couldn't sit cross-legged. And I learned how to kind of make that uh, almost like to make you you're more relatable then, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, as opposed to everything coming very easy, very easy for you. Uh, if, and especially if you've had to kind of learn the whole process and learn the discipline it takes to become more flexible, more sh uh, stronger, uh, more mobile, then it makes you a better teacher. If, you're, if you grow up as a gymnast or you're just naturally flexible, uh, you're go not going to break things down as well, I, don't, yeah. gen I would imagine, as someone who is, um, who's had to work for it. That's it. And then people that are on the other side, they're super flexible. It is like I have a few friends like that. And then it's actually hard for them to pull it back in you know, yeah. or to know their body kind of limits, you know, they might do something and then they end up having like a little, a common one with really flexible people is like hamstring in injuries. Like I feel like yeah. I probably will never overstretch my hamstrings because <laughs> they won't, you know, but some people that don't feel it. Yeah. So it kind of goes both sides a little bit. Yeah. Uh, more, there's, there's one more question, but I, we kind of covered it, but it's worth saying it again. Um, uh, how did Maura get into full-time yoga? Mm. Um, I just wasn't going back to an office after traveling. <laughs> uh, like it's it's funny, you know. Since since I last last while, like I often get pe people asking me, like, how do you become a yoga teacher? And like, there's no handbook. That's like the hard thing. Like, there's no, like, I don't know. I I people like I never really planned on being full time. I kind of just was like, I'm just gonna go for it. Um, I kind of kind of taught I went through waves when I was doing my training I was like oh I'd love to just have my own studio and then you hear like having your own studio is like one of the biggest stresses like hats off to people that have their own studio you know it's such a you've got that rent to you know trying to fill classes to especially in Dublin to pay your rent and all that kind of stuff but um be, like becoming a full I don't know I didn't really plan on being a full-time yogi but it's just happened and now I'm hopefully I'll be doing it forever yeah yeah um, yeah, did yeah, that answer your uh, question? Was that <laughs> I no. can't really remember the question. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Say the question uh, again. <laughs> how, how did Maura get into full time yoga? <laughs> into yoga full time? Um, I <laughs> just started teaching it, and I didn't stop. <laughs> there you go. I was I was yeah. like Jeremy Paxman now. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let go. I, w I was not uh, backing down. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. It's it's. Um, but the point you made about. Um, you know, w wanting to continue and wanting to get better, and and there being no handbook, it's very true. I think essentially it comes down to mindset, though. Yeah, it's like you were saying, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that as well. As opposed yeah. to sometimes we feel like I can't do that. Who am I to do that? And that that becomes a pattern. I think it's called a, 
um, an autonomic loop or something when you have that thing of I'm not going to do something then you don't do it and then you say yeah. oh I I wouldn't do that because I'm not that type of person and then you just keep repeating that cycle in your head and you tell yourself that, that, those things and I just think that like you know you have to just give it a go and like everyone's personality is obviously different but like at the start like I you do have to just be that person that covers everyone's classes you do have to be that runaround mm -hmm. yogi that says yes to absolutely everything and I know you talked about pricing and stuff like that like you know now or now you're you know choose you can after time then you can be choosier on where you do teach or the class you do teach for corporate rates but I think um maybe it's start if you have got this if you start saying I'm not doing this I'm not doing that it might close doors for you. Like I just yeah. said yes to everything. And I've always said yes to everything up until like maybe since this lockdown, I've been like, actually, no, I'm going to cut back on this. I'm going to cut back on that. Like trying to start not being out and about, even though I'm busier in my work mm. right now, I have more time because I'm not commuting. You know, I'm not in the car running from this. So I've had more time to kind of figure out what's kind of important. Yeah. what I really want to focus on. Yeah, that is the, it's important to look at the data, for want of a better word, to see like what's working, what isn't working, what, yeah. do, people, what do you enjoy teaching as well? Like I know there's certain things I can teach that are going to be popular, but I have other ideas, other way, ways I want to take what I'm offering and that I know when I start, to, essentially I want to do these other types of workshops, right? And I know initially the workshops are going to have low numbers, because it's it's kind of a newer concept that um, that doesn't have an established market, as it were. But I'm. But I think that to... minds that mindset saying I know it's going to have like I never do that. Is I know it's going to have low numbers. But what? How do you know that? Mm. How do I know? So I'm I'm assuming. You're assuming, know. yeah. Yeah, but I I I want to do these workshops that I have planned, um, because I haven't like announced this anything yet because it excites me to teach to teach to share this information and uh and I, I mean it's a bit like look at look at Jenny Keane for example she's doing orgasm workshops that are incredibly popular who Amazing. would have thought who would have thought a couple of years ago that would be a thing and there are some people that can kind of try yeah. and do it as well but I there think is only... she's made it a thing I've actually booked her yeah. she's got only period, one Jenny power, period power I think I've booked that yeah. one in a couple of weeks um, but she, she's amazing. But I think like she's always believed in it. So if you have an idea, like I just think, like I've, I feel like I've manifested everything that I've done. And if you really believe in it and you do the work behind the scenes with it, like, and if you believe this workshop or whatever you have, that's going to be a good idea. And you show people your passion, like your people that come to your classes will trust you. And like, if yeah. you've been true with your work, with everything else you've done and different classes, I think people will give things a go at you. I feel like yeah. that anyway. Yeah, but like, but it is, and actually Doug, uh, the Downward Doug with Doug Robson said, are you familiar with him, Down, uh, Downward Doug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he, he said that, um, you know, he does workshops and he'll get like sometimes a handful of people, but he knows that if he continues to do it, the number's gonna go up. And that's, and that's that thing of, of not saying, oh, that didn't work, but instead going again. And just yeah. trusting in the process that if you really care about something and you find it interesting, people are going to feel it off you. They're going to go away from the experience, tell someone else who's going to, next time you do it, they're going to bring their friend. And, um, and so it kind of pays to be a little bit bold sometimes, I think. That's it. And I think as well, like I've, something you said there was 
the numbers like I try not and think how many people like like you know if I think if you get fixated will will five people turn up will 20 people turn up you can kind of get like you kind of get fixated on that side of it yeah. but if you just give it your all and then whoever turns up like even if five people come to your class each of those five people are at least going to tell one person that they've done that class today that's 10 people that's how I kind of kind of look at it you know <laughs> yeah and and you know in in although like social media and everything is fantastic there's nothing more powerful than word of mouth oh, I mean, word of mouth like, is everything yeah it really is and and that's that thing of as you said that um relatability if people feel like you have something unique they're gonna they're gonna tell other people how's yeah. your little doggy getting on <laughs> um honestly he's got diarrhea today oh great <laughs> you did ask you did ask uh, you don't see that on instagram um but uh, yeah um, he's uh i don't know what stories with his stomachs but he's doing good aww. we had him groomed um and he looks great looks very handsome uh, we've had him since he was six weeks and oh um it, it was a nightmare for the first three months but sorry question here from tamara thanks tamara which advice can you give for a future teacher? What's the best way to start to promote yourself? Thanks. Um, the best way is just getting into studios, get on cover lists. I think it's like that real like word of mouth. People actually come into your classes and if you find it really hard to get into a studio, just go down to your local community hall and start your classes. Like just start small. And then yeah, Instagram now I feel like is the place now to share you don't have to like just have a place like someone can go to to look up your classes yeah. so facebook or an instagram but i just say to people when they start out like just get teaching because if you do your yoga teacher training and then you leave it for ages you'll start getting fear and you'll start and um, you know doubting yourself so whatever you can even if it's teaching your mom and dad or your friends just get at it and then throw yourself out there and like most studios definitely in Dublin they're supportive they want to help you and um, mm. just get out there and say yes to everything and yeah, then it'll help absolutely. you find find your voice I think yeah brilliant uh, unfortunately we only got a minute left early to bed early to rise work 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 and advertise <laughs> <laughs> you've got to advertise you're gonna teach uh, that was great advice Laura. and as you said use Instagram use it well um, yeah. we've only got 30 seconds left Maura that was a pleasure um, thank hopefully you Kevin hopefully you can come and pay me and Rachel visit again here one day yeah, this is all yeah. over yeah I'd love and, that um, <laughs> if people, if people want to find you because this is the podcast now what's your Instagram handle yoga with Maura great we've got Very 10 seconds Tamara <laughs> thank you so much for the question thanks everyone for watching uh, that is it I'm going to have some rice cakes Enjoy your rice cakes. <laughs> See you later, Kevin. Bye. Bye. -bye.